She said, what do you want me to do? I said, kick me, Mildred! And the the biggest multimedia franchise in internet history was stillborn. Uh, oh, 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 starting as we mean to go on, oh, dark and dirty. Dear me. Boys and girls, welcome to yet another Big Damn Cast. It's on the radio of your mind. My name is Chris. Can they really say that on television? Johnson. And I'm taking my shoes off and putting my feet on your coffee table. Nice. Feel free. <laughs> I do it all the time. I, I, I catch myself doing it, tell myself off for doing it, and then go... Sod it, it's my coffee table. I'm also stroking the bitch. Minnie, Minnie sat next to him and he's giving her a lovely little tickle. Uh, we've got nerdy news, geeky gossip, all the usual shit. Uh, a bit of a heavier sort of main topic this week. Yeah. Uh, but it's something that we feel is worth discussing aloud and, and kind of putting into context. Uh, but first, Matthew. Yes. In the world of filth and nonsense and bollocks. What's out there in the media? Well, we got a uh, we got an Instagram mention from... Friend of the show and general friend of friend. <laughs> just not just nice friend, close close personal and treasured friend, Charlie. Oh, hello, um, Charlie. <laughs> I was waiting for you to be like, close personal friend, husband, husband really. Um, husband of the show. Husband uh, of the show. A, a, a concubine, uh, concubine of the show. Not far off. Uh, <laughs> uh, and he was reacting to the news of... Kevin Conroy, yeah, joining yes. the Arrow versus Crisis on Infinite Earths. So live action, Kevin Conroy as Bruce Wayne, For and he yeah. wants to know what our thoughts on it were. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, Charlie. I've requested what our thoughts on it are. Here it comes. Pretty fucking cool, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. Okay, so Kevin Conroy. For those who don't know, I'd be surprised if you're listening to this and you don't know who he is. But he's the, been the voice. Of Batman for about ninety percent of all Batman things since ninety two's yeah, uh, Batman the animated, animated series. series. Um, Most, uh, it, it was the bat, it was the Batman of the DC animated universe. Batman yes. down the series, Adventures of Batman and Robin, Batman Beyond, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, and then of course the Arkham games. Yeah, had, we got a Conroy resurgence in the Arkham games, and that yes. brought to a whole new audience. Well, not a whole new audience. There's some some new audience and some <laughs> old audience. Some, it brought him to some audience. An audience. An audience. Some audience. I'll tell you this. I'd rather see live action Kevin Conroy's Bruce Wayne than any more of uh, Ian Glenn's Bruce Wayne from the Titans season 2 trailer. I'll tell you that. Oh, good lord. So, dueling Batman news in a way. Um, yeah. Is Kevin playing Batman or is he playing Bruce Wayne? Let's be honest. What's the It's going to be a version. I mean, this 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 Crisis on Infinite Earths has already got Burt Ward returning as Dick Grayson in some form. Probably not in actual tights and little yeah. booties going, you know, holy cameo in the 2010s, Batman! Brandon, but, you know, Brandon, Brandon Ruth returning as Superman. Superman. Yeah. Not the same Superman. A uh, different Superman. Probably. Well, yeah, because because that's the Chris Reeve Superman, so it would be weird if they dictated yeah. the future of that version too. No, I'm really surprised that they didn't ask... Kevin Spacey to return as like, I can't even get that I mean, he's very out. available. I couldn't even get that full <laughs> sentence out. That's just a horrible thought, isn't it? It's pretty um, terrible in a way. Uh, Linda uh, Carter is returning as Wonder Woman as well. Wonder Woman! Wonder Woman. Um, there's rumours abound of 
X, Y, and Z doing yeah, this and the other. Yeah, there's rumours of Michael Rosenbaum returning as Lex, which which he's publicly tweeted saying, no, not heard anything about it. There's yeah, news to me. <laughs> news to me. But uh, yeah, so Kevin Conroy finally entering Batman in a live action capacity. If you want to get a sense of what that that sounds wrong, <laughs> entering him in a live action capacity. If you want to get a sense of what that could be like, uh, Tim Daly, one of the voices of Superman from the animated uh, universe, did a sketch on his YouTube channel, uh, which you need to look up. Just type in Tim Daly, Kevin Conroy. It's one of the top results. Where basically Kevin comes to his house and they have an argument, sort of in character, <laughs> and it's it's fully shot. Like they're they're attacking each other, beating each other up in his Sin house. In character, stuff. it's pretty great. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'm just delighted, and it, it's as weird as it sounds. I don't want him to retire as Batman per se, but if after this he turned around and went, I think I'm done now. Like, I wouldn't hate that as a jumping off point for him. Do you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't hate that. Oh, God, I've just seen what you're looking at. <laughs> Good Lord. Breaking news, Chris, but finish your thought. Oh, we're going to have to look at that in a second. <laughs> Jesus. So, uh, yeah, but also, as you said, um, Ian Glenn is playing Bruce Wayne and presumably his alter ego, Batman, uh, I... since we know Batman exists in this world, in the new season, upcoming season of Titans, which had its season two trailer... This week wasn't yeah. it? It wasn't even at Comic Con. They waited till afterwards. It's not even. It's, it's not even been officially released. It's just been. It's just popped up on the internet. Just prior oh. to us. Uh, oh, it's leaked. Just prior to us. Wow. So recording. as of the recording, this is hot off the press and sexy and new and right now. Yeah. As of the, as of the release of this episode, it'll be old news. <laughs> Um, yeah, but yeah, Ian Glenn is Batman. I remember we talked about it ages ago when he was first announced he was going to be playing Bruce Wayne, and we were like. Okay, like, it depends on what they're going for. Yeah, his voice isn't really... Ain't no thang, baby. Sounds sounds like Ian Glenn. Yeah. Also, the show looks like it's got a sense of humour and flair now, which completely undermines last year. It might have had a sense of humour and flair? No, it was was self-serious last year. Uh, I don't know. It's the main problem. I didn't actually watch it. I watched uh, watched one episode and a batch of sort of essays on it and stuff, and it was it was just it was too up its own ass and mm. like whiz do a deadly serious Robin saying fuck Batman and it's he means it and it's like this is laughable and it was it was some bad what interpretations of the characters as well, um, but yeah so Superboy and and uh, Crypto the Superdog and Deathstroke in a costume that doesn't look great. Has De- Deathstroke apparently. been has Deathstroke been, outside of the Batman canon, has Deathstroke been the most adapted into live-action DC villain? I guess. Oh, aside from Lex Luthor, I guess. Lex Luthor and Batman's lot. Because Deathstroke is in... Um, well, he was going to be in Matt Reeves' Batman. They and then that, and that version showed up thing. in Justice League's post credit scene. <laughs> He's in Arrow. He's in Titans. Yeah. So that's at least three live action interpretations of Deathstroke. He's been the main villain of a film. Teen Titans go to the movies. Yeah. Um, he has been the main antagonist, at least for the ad campaign of a, a major video game release, Batman Arkham Origins. Yeah. He's sort of out there, isn't he? They're kind of getting really him out there more. I was they used him in the Arkham games. That boss fight in Origins is great, and then... And then, and then the story gets hijacked by the Joker, and you're like, yeah. oh, okay... And then in Arkham, last thing in Arkham Knight, it would have been, it would have at least felt like closure. But I guess that wasn't Rocksteady's, um, that wasn't Rocksteady's uh, thing to apologise for. Why even was use it? him at all then? Yeah, don't use him. Don't have him. He could have just been any, any, yeah. any member of what they call Cobra or whatever, Tiger. 
something like that. Yeah. Militia. It was the militia in the last one. They could. It just could have been a random member of the militia. And it would have been like, okay, that's fine. Well, like, dude in mask. Um, Whatever. Yeah, it would have been better if you'd have, if you'd have fought him hand to hand. It would have been like, okay, that's cool. Um, but whatever. Titans on, two. On, since you mentioned Justice yeah. League, apparently has been Warner Brothers Insider has been has been putting some news out there that um, yeah, the Snyder Cut is not in anything anywhere near a releasable state. So yeah. don't get your hopes up. Oh yeah, Zack Snyder started being a bit more vocal about what he, he what he had done with the film. Before, yeah, kind of confirming his now ended yeah. involvement with it. Because Kevin um, Smith sort of accidentally stoked the flames last week when he was asked at one of the um, one of his podcasts, like, "So is there a Snyder cut there?" And, and he responded with like, "Yeah," because I've seen some of it. But what he saw was like dailies early, yeah. from from the thingy, early work prints. But and and he even says like, "Now I'm not saying that there's a complete film, but there's definitely a thing. It exists." I think what he meant by that was there was a vision. That yeah. vision. There will be versions of this project where that vision was the vision for it. There will and, be. and he says the most likely way you're ever going to see it, if it happened, would be if they released it as like an animated film based on Zack's concept. And it's yeah. like, that's not a terrible idea, but that won't stop them ever. The people who are obsessed yeah. with it will never stop obsessing over it until the day they die. There will be a work print out there, which is a rough cut of Snyder's original film with unfinished VFX, temp score, scenes no missing idea. that were going to be picked up yeah. later. There will be a version of that floating around. You wouldn't want to watch it. Yeah. Because it won't be good. And it wouldn't be releasable. Because the reason why people want it is because they're like, well, we hate Justice League because Joss ruined it. We want to see Snyder's true vision. It's like, yeah, but when you when you get out, I mean, if you enjoy those, if you enjoy Batman v Superman, Man of Steel, great, power to you. I wish I did. But when you sort of back away from it a bit, you might watch them one day, change your mind, then be like, why was I fighting for this? Yeah, I, as someone who rewatched Justice League recently... Well, rewatched or or, or, not, or or entertained a young gun by forcing it upon you and your partner. <laughs> Another movie you forced onto your partner has also got some news. We'll get to it's that in a minute. Just, <laughs> it's not good. It's not worth revisiting. No. All the good things in it are eclipsed by its thudding dullness. All the good stuff shines. And the film is crap. Which is frustrating because there is some good stuff in there. Yeah. It's just it's just buried under so much dull bollocks <laughs> that you don't really care. Um, speaking of dull bollocks, uh, <laughs> breaking news, Christopher. Breaking L- news. This, li- this notification literally just po- just popped up, and I had to share it with you just for the lulls. <laughs> Viacom. Viacom, a massive, massive company, giant entertainment and technology conglomerate. They've just bought Garfield off Jim Davis. <laughs> They've just bought Garfield. Not, not, not Viacom are working with the studio to make Garfield products. Viacom have bought The media Garfield. company has signed on for its subsidiary Nickelodeon to acquire Davis's Paws Inc., the company which holds rights to Garfield, as well as other Davis creations, including you... S. Acres. Right. Jim Davis is 74. And yeah. he's still doing the newspaper strip. Yeah. 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 I only really bring this up because fucking Garfield is a joke at this point. But. Well, maybe it is, now it'll it be is. spun into a cinematic universe. Uh, oh, God. 
Well, Garfield though. Garfield has its place. All right, Garfield has its place, and it's brought a lot of people a lot of joy over the like forty odd years of its run. So fair enough. But he ain't Mickey, he ain't Spider Man. He ain't R two D two. Statement from Jim Davis. Thank fuck. <laughs> Read between the lines. I'm delighted that Garfield is going to be placed in the capable hands of the folks at Nick. They know how to entertain and will be great stewards for the franchise. I am also excited to continue to do the thing that gets me out of bed every morning. The comic strip. Oh, so he's not stopping anytime no, soon. No, he's still doing the comic strip. Oh, okay. Uh, but here we go. Here's mm, here's another statement from... Uh, uh, from <laughs> Odie. From from Viacom Nickelodeon Consumer Products, <laughs> President Pam Kaufman. Get this, Garfield is a global evergreen franchise that is a natural fit with Nickelodeon and our portfolio of iconic properties. With fans around the globe that span both kids and adults. We are excited to ignite Garfield into a multi-generational consumer products juggernaut. (laughs) How quickly can a sentence go from when you wish upon a star to we're going to be building Westcott in 20 years and it's going to be a future club community. Um, Like seriously, that sentence sentence went from... You know, it's gonna it's gonna be great. We can't wait to do stuff with this property that people really love and tell stories and make people laugh and turn it into a giant money making machine. And this, this is also the risk precedent for this because Viacom back in two thousand and nine bought Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from Laird Neesman. Okay, I guess that worked out well. So that's worked out okay. Hang on, they bought it. Mostly. They bought it the year the series. No, oh, they bought it and then the series I love started in twenty twelve. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. But then they okay. got rid of that, and they started. They're just going to keep rebooting it every three years. Well, they can do that with Garfield. We'll get Mecha Garfield, Garfield. and Garfield in the twenty second century. And so yeah, that's that's. I don't really care about Garfield. I just thought it'd be funny yes, you do. Garfield, you care about the Garfield you wish was real. <laughs> you care about the eight bit Game Boy game Garfield, the, where he's basically a HP Lovecraft abomination Garfield. Bring me lasagna, John. <laughs> Where is my lasagna, John? The bullets won't work, John. <laughs> I, I never smell... really liked you. I can smell your fear, John. <laughs> I finally finished that the other day, by the way. The whole 13 minutes. Because when you showed it to me, you showed me like For context, yeah, there's someone online, these wonderful animators who do very retro-style stuff that's a bit creepy, did a Game Boy game version of Garfield, like a lost game. But it's um, it's based on another artist's like rendering sketches of Garfield as this horrible Cronenberg Lovecraftian eldritch abomination creature. It's brilliant. The full original run has been compiled into like a 13, 14 minute video and it is marvellous and disturbing. Um, and I, I recommend everyone watch it. Uh, the ending really freaked me out when he essentially consumes John. It's like, <laughs> now we will be one. And he's saying it so lovingly as he grows giant flesh wings and flies into the skies. Where's that Garfield? Oh, oh, God. Every design of him in it is horrifying. Yeah. Every design. I think the worst one's one where he just looks like a giant normal cat. Because it's just like, oh, God, that's weird. That's weird. 
weirder than the CGI one in the two movies that Bill Murray was tricked into doing because he thought it was a Cohen brother who'd oh. written it and he said it was a Cohen brother. A Cohen. Because there are two writer directors out there called the Cohens and people think they're the Cohens. That's how we can be successful filmmakers. We'll just call ourselves Spielberg. We literally switch the E and the I around. Spielberg. That's not gonna. That's not gonna fool anyone, wouldn't it? Except maybe Bill Murray. Um, speaking <laughs> of directors and fools, yeah. Remember how everyone loved the Venom movie last year? Oh, God. again, I recently subjected Kiki to that. You did. And you're a horrible was, man. It was just glorious to watch him become Venom. more and more and more irritated at the stupidity of this film. See, on my planet, I am some kind of a loser, like you. Uh, what? Chocolate potato tots. <laughs> Eddie? Like a turd. In the wind, in the wind. Um, Andy Serkis is on to direct the sequel. You heard that right, folks. Andy Serkis on to direct the sequel. Ruben Fleischer, of course, not returning. Because <laughs> why would you? Um, <laughs> and he tweeted... Either they've he... given Andy Serkis a load of control, or... Like, he's making it from the visual st- effects standpoint as well as directorially. Tweeted himself with a little picture of Lethal Protector to be like, yo, I can't wait to start. Oh, God. Why? Oh, God. So Tom Hardy returning, presumably. Tom Hardy presumably returning. I would imagine they're going to bring the, the star of the post-credits teaser back. Ugh. Because why would you do that if you weren't going to? But we'll see. Michelle Williams coming back? I wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, Riz, Riz Ahmed has the excuse that he was, like, the oh, villain. Oh, I was so dead at the time. Yeah, I'm gone now. Goodbye. Oh, God, just... Oh, no. 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 No, no sorry, no. I can't. I can't. What, 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 is it a scheduling conflict? Yeah. Yeah. I've got... Laundry. Stuff on. <laughs> Actually, I don't know what Rizam is working on. Anything else other than Venom 2, I think is what the CD says. I'm more interested for whatever Rizam is doing next time for Venom Venom 2. But we're going to see it because um, morbid fascination. Morbid fascination. Oh, Ah. no, let's not even talk about that shit. Oh, come on. Venom 2 is the third in this ongoing series of non-spidey spidey films by Sony. Do you think we're going to get a Venom Morbius crossover? Yes. If they get a, if we get a Venom yes. 3, is it going to Because I guarantee Disney are currently wrestling Craven off of their uh, interest list so they can use him in the Far From Home sequel. You reckon? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They bring the, in... the director has expressed um, interest in Craven more than once since Homecoming came out. Do you think they would use the new status quo that is revealed at the end of Far From Home as an excuse to bring Craven in to track him. down the Spider-Man? Mm-hmm. The man-spider. <laughs> yeah, I kind of want him to be the Australian TV star version from Ultimate. Yeah, but... Like Dog the Bounty Hunter for superheroes. But pull a... Um... Pull a, a switcheroo on you by making you think that he's that, but he is actually really dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. That'd be quite good. And also, if you're having Craven in it, it's an excuse to get the rhino in it. And by the rhino, I mean the actual rhino. Not poor, unfortunate Paul Giamatti in a mech suit. I mean, still get Paul Giamatti. I am the rhino! Still get Paul Giamatti to do it. Yeah. But Redeemed. Put him in a big rhino suit. Yeah. An actual, like, rhino suit, not a mech suit. 
that looks like a rhino. God. Put him in the rhino suit. Put him in a suit. Um, do, Put him in a big anything, rhino suit. Is there anything suit. we want from Venom 2? Uh, and don't say, no, we don't want it made, because that's not the question. Interesting stories of how the production falls apart and the film never comes out, but we still get a documentary about happen. it. It's going to happen. Venom 2's coming out. I don't want it. I and don't want it. And there's nothing you can do about it. Um, I don't want it. Uh. Andy Serkis is directing Venom 2. Good lord. It's happening. Are you ready? Are you ready for love? No, but what I am ready for is an Event Horizon TV series. Yeah, this is a weird one. (laughs) This is a weird one. This is a... Apparently, Amazon and Paramount TV are looking into a TV series adaptation of the 1997... So it was even earlier than we thought it was when we were talking before the show. Uh, 1997 sci-fi horror film, Event Horizon, a.k.a. the one really good movie Paul W. S. Anderson ever made. Um, well, we also made Mortal Kombat, so... Mortal Kombat's pretty good. Mm. Okay. So, yeah. There's precedent. Yeah. Um, so this was before he went. he fell down the Resident Evil hole. I just made Resident Evil. Also known forever. as Leokovich's vagina. Oh! Hey! Oh! No! Up top! No! Up top! No! No! Come on, there was no circu- no other circumstance no. where that was going to make sense. No! It was crude. No! It was crass and rude. Yeah. I regretted the actual joke, but I do not regret taking the chance to tell that joke. Christopher Johnson. You're cancelled. Come on! They got married! They met on the film and got married! They were definitely bumping uglies! No. Oh god. I'm not saying she has a cavernous vagina. (laughs) (laughs) Nor Um, am I saying he's small enough to fall into a vagina. Well, listen, if you could just make dumb movies with your supermodel wife, you kind of would, wouldn't you? No. Really? I'm not making dumb movies with his supermodel wife. No. <laughs> if you were in Paul W. Sanderson's shoes... I'd be like, you'd be he's very, don't fit. He's notoriously small and I'm a size in, 11. He'd be in very expensive shoes. Oh, um, bought with the blood of franchises. Um, <laughs> so yeah, apparently they're looking at doing a series of this. Adam Wingard is apparently producing and directing. Um... What's a dirty man? Adam Wingard, for those who don't know, uh, is currently in post-production on Godzilla vs. Kong. Um, but his other work has kind of been mixed to good. Um, the best thing he's probably done has been uh, Your Next. Yes. Which is okay. a great little... Um, Creepy horror movie. Little people, house in, people, horror people, people in the woodland. Uh, he masks. followed that up with The Guest starring Dan Stevens, which I've not seen, but I, apparently is pretty good um, did a couple of segments for the original VHS and the sequel along with the ABCs of death so they're like short film anthologies um, and then recently also did Blair Witch which was fine <laughs> it was a thing did you see the new Blair Witch no I, I heard it's not bad I heard uh, I, I loved that I loved that ballsy marketing stunt yeah yeah but it was announced as a different film altogether and then two weeks before its release was Comic Con yeah 
and at Comic-Con they unveiled... Oh, actually, it's Blair Witch. Yeah, and here's a Witch. walkthrough experience for everybody who's here. Yeah. And it was really freaky. People went, that was terrifying, and they showed some footage. And this looks great. I mean, a lot of it is a retread of the original. Unknowingly so. Yeah. So it's kind of like 2011's The Thing, in a way. It's sort of a companion yeah. piece. But and it is also a straight-up sequel. Yeah. But, but, uh, but an explicit sequel. Near, near enough shares the name... And hits, yeah. hits very similar beats. Along the um, way. But also ramps it up in the ways that you'd expect a sequel to do so. To mostly good results. It's pretty, it's pretty good. Does it ignore or openly shun Book of Shadows? I haven't seen Book of Shadows. <clears throat> so if it does reference Book of Shadows, I don't know how. Okay. But from what I do know of Book of Shadows, I don't think it does. Okay. Isn't it interesting that that is now a trend? Horrors yeah. getting sequels that ignore getting the other sequels, sequels. That ignore the sequels and or our TV shows. Yeah. What you say is... He also did the Death Note <laughs> movie for Netflix. Oh, f- okay, fuck that guy. So... The direction was one of the things that made that terrible. The script was the key. It was the big one. The casting was another. But the direction, the this, pacing, yeah. the cinematography, the CGI, it was not a good film. It really could go... Either way. Like, I finished that movie and then immediately read through the first few volumes of the manga and went, no, this is good. Yeah. What I'm reading right now is amazing. What I saw on screen is garbage! I mean, it just, I just don't understand why, like, oh, there was this... Because part of the reason why Event Horizon is as well-remembered rega- well as it is, because it didn't do well on release. Oh, no, no. It, it didn't do well critically. It didn't do well financially. But it was got a cult following on, on video release. I I love it. I love it to bits. I'll go to bat for Event Horizon any day of the week. Um, but part of the reason that it is sort of um, remembered as well as it is, is it had all this like really over-the-top body horror gore stuff that was shot and a bunch of it was lost and not much of it actually remains in the film. But what there is in there is really... Like, really visually exciting and strong. Like, exciting's the wrong word, because it's, you know, gnarly stuff. But it gives the whole movie a certain feel and flavour, mm-hmm. which uh, makes it stick in the mind. It's absolutely the most characterful thing Paul W. Sanders has ever done. Like, if he brought half the sensibility that he had in this to Resident Evil, that would, those would have been way better movies. Yeah. Um, but instead... But instead... He's just poking his wife. Millie Ovovich. No, it's not her fault. He was sticking his tiny body into her cheddar gorge-sized vagina. I do not believe there is a correlation between the lack of quality and the increasing poor quality of the Resident Evil movies and Mila Jovovich. I don't think that she's the cause for that. Oh, no. Or her relationship with Paul W.F. Anderson is the cause for that either. Well, how much time were they actually rehearsing? We'll see how Monster Hunter does. Will we? Because they're doing that together. So. Oh! Who's she playing Monster Hunter? Mm-hmm. Is that them going, well, we've done our films together, now let's well, move on, should we be doing another film together? It's, yeah, it's right. them doing, like, we're going to adapt another Capcom franchise like, together. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I... But I just don't understand why you would do... Like, the film has a reputation for being, you know, hyper-violent... Like, it's got that hyper-violent sense of gore to it. Mm-hmm. In the same way that they're talking now about doing Hellraiser as a TV series as well. That would be like, neutered to hell. Yeah. yeah. So what... On, it depends on the network, though, actually. No, 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 because... Um, Stars did a phenomenal job with Ash vs. Evil Dead. Like, that show and, That show does not hold back on visceral, disgusting... 
disgusting imagery. Well, but, it also is a, but it also is a comedy show. So well, well, that kind of lightens it a little. Well, a little like so have the second season of American Gods really ramps up that aspect of it as well. Okay. That was quite a bit of like, first season. They also did a lot of boring stuff with it. Hence why what little you've seen yeah. in American Gods season um, two. Fucking that entire episode which just flashbacks about Shadow's mum. Like, I don't as a as a culture, are we over the flashback episode now? It depends on I feel execution. like those seem to be the ones that stand out now when people say, oh, I hated that episode. Well, I've got nothing against flashback as a device, as a storytelling device. But I think when it comes to streaming television, it feels like they're wasting the momentum by reversing it. Because it's, it's usually at a point where everything's gearing up. Yeah. And, and you know... Well, I mean, oh, that's it. That's it. it. It's because that... we're in a binge. because we're in a binge mindset nowadays. Well, this is what the, re- the the things I've watched on streaming recently. I've I've, regi- I've resisted binging them. Yeah, I've made myself out. watch no more than a couple in a go. Because if I binge it, I'm just gonna be like, it's just gonna all blend into one, and I want it to f- feel. That's why I quite that's why I quite enjoyed Chernobyl because it was only five episodes and I had to wait. Yeah, just wait each week. Like, even though one. even though it didn't end particularly well, even though I had problems with it, you know, Pat's part of the reason I was I enjoyed watching the last season of Game of Thrones even though you know we've talked about the ending at length and, and where it failed it's because you invested week by week you invested week by week and you didn't know you couldn't just oop upon the next one um, so I think it depends I think it depends on the, on the, on the show like with, with Jessica Jones the last season of that I think I we did that in like four sittings, so we spaced it out pretty nicely. It took us a week and a half or so. Um, so I think there is uh, there is that aspect to it, but like Jessica Jones season two has at least one episode worth of flashbacks, mm. but it really worked within the context of that story because it came at the right time in, to like, flesh out in in, in yeah. Jessica's and, and Trish's in, relationship yeah. and everything yeah. and, uh, and and some of the other characters that pop up in that season as well it fleshes out their sort of story but whereas the example I use from American Gods just it just spends an episode in flashback yeah and it doesn't relate to anything that's happening in, in the present of the story it's just stuff <laughs> it just felt like filler Feels like um, they do it nowadays because the next episode, something's going to happen to a character that requires you to know their backstory for the impact to hit. Yeah, but it's like show don't tell. And when you do a flashback episode, sure you're showing it's a visual medium, but you're, you're, you're telling, telling more. Like yeah. in, t- in terms of the structure of what you're actually you're doing, going. You're oh, what you need is this. Hang yeah. on, you need to know this. You say, okay, you got it. Good. Bye. Instead of feeding that to us gradually over the course of it through a natural way. Um... Like you would be being fed your own entrails in a Event Horizon goal sequence if it was a film, but maybe not so much in the rumoured TV version. Ah, you brought it back. Yes. Um, what? Because <laughs> we've done, we've had it with this. These people, t- they're talking about doing it with Hellraiser. They've just done it with Critters. Yeah. What is it with the, the, the sudden desire... To, to bring back horror franchises as TV shows. Um, nostalgia. Ash vs. Evil Dead, of course. Yeah. Nostalgia and specific boners. People have very specific thresholds for arousal. The and purge. one of them is bringing back their teenage video nasties. The Purge has continued as a, t- as a TV show. Oh, it's in canon. I didn't know that. 
I think so. Well, I don't know, because the... Because the, a lot of them do that, sorry, a lot of them do that, don't they? Where they, they do a continuation, but probably, they're not canon, like Bates Motel. I think it probably takes place concurrently with um, the first... Like, because... Oh, I don't love the timeline of The Purge. It's like, there's three of them and then a prequel? Is that right? Probably. Purge. The, the, the Purge sequel, which I can't remember the name of. Election Year. Yeah. And then the first Purge. Yeah. And I think the the, the show fits in the timeline of, like, the first three movies. Maybe, like, post The Purge. Okay. Pre-Election Year. I don't know. Ah, something, but, something, serial killers. Yeah, like... Something, something, the first purge! They're either reviving old shows or continuing... Reviving old shows? Reviving old, old franchises yeah. or continuing recent franchises. Critters! That Critters series has nothing to do with the films. Oh, like you just said, you just said Critters, yeah. yeah. But, um, but now there's that film coming out that is apparently the fifth film. Well, it's out, yeah. That has nothing to do with the series. Or the films, apparently. Why? Because Dee Wallace Stone is in it, but she, apparently she's not the same character she was in the first one. Why? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's I weird. Know. It's weird. I don't understand anything anymore. I think it's partly a bit original programming for streaming services. Mm. Um, but well, unoriginal because they're all IPs. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> they, yeah, they want to get recognisable things for it to sell. And I think, and I, I yeah. think Critters: The New Binge, which the TV series was. Shudder's first original series. Yeah, it's a great title yeah, for a streaming title. TV for a streaming TV project. Critters: The New Binge. Yeah, good work, but good back. Terrible trailer. Yes. Um. So, Christopher, needle pulling thread, Matthew. Needle pulling thread. Um. Oh, we have been plunged again into one of the great debates of our time. Mm. As another. Tragic bout of gun violence in the States. Yeah, two over the course of the last Jesus week. Jesus Christ. As of this, this is the depressing thing. I have to state this. As of this recording on the yeah. 6th. Because you never know at this point. Uh, yeah. Saturday, a shooter killed 20 people in a Walmart store in El Paso, Texas. <sighs> Fucking hell. Uh, in what the authorities have appeared uh, have said appeared to be a racially motivated hate crime. Let's call it what it is. Uh, race, an act of racial terrorism. Yeah. An act of white nationalist terrorism. Yeah. Uh, and hours later, another gunman killed nine people in Dayton, Ohio. So, like, we're not going to delve too deeply into the incidents themselves because this is a comedy podcast, ultimately, and today, comedy and news. Um, it's not our place to start deliberating all the specifics yeah. of why things have happened, other than, of course, we can acknowledge quite happily... And I say happily, reluctantly, really, because it's the fact that we even have to talk about this sort of stuff is disgusting. But we can acknowledge that it's an act of tragedy, two acts of horrific tragedy with unnecessarily loss, unnecessary loss of lives. Every loss of life is unnecessary, let's face it. But, like, these were acts of violence yeah. committed by horrible people. <laughs> and one of them is, show, is showing clear evidence of being completely racially motivated. Yeah. Um, the I climate know. in the US at the minute, the political climate and as a result like the social political climate and everything is in a state where racists are being um, everything but discouraged. Yeah. There's this time bomb basically yeah. over there. They're, they're, being um, encu- they're either being encouraged 
or subliminally given the go-ahead through yeah. dog whistling. Now, are we accusing President Trump of being a racist? Yes. No, because we don't have to. He's obviously a racist. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and, you know, our Prime Minister isn't much better. Yeah, we've got, uh, we've got a sack of shit who's oh, in charge as well. Who said, who said horrible isn't things. better. Oh, isn't God. any kind of better. Um, like, we're not going to get into all that entirely, but, like, yeah. suffice to say, our stance on it, and if you disagree politically, that's fine. You're not wrong, and neither are we. We are just fighting for the side that isn't monstrous twats. Unless you're a racist, in which case you're wrong. In which case you are wrong. Um, um, so... But, yeah, it's... it's but, yeah, it's It's, it's brought, demonstrable, horrible. It's brought back the old debate of what causes these Acts of violence. Incidents. And Trump has specifically listed um, that they need stronger background checks, which the Republican side of the US government have never really fought for because no. reasons, which we'll mention in because a minute. Because the NRA spends a lot of money lobbying against gun control. Um, yeah. <laughs> and and, and, and uh, backing Republican candidates yeah. and, and, and uh, departments. Mitch McConnell, uh, who, who at this point could have made so many decisions that could actually have helped prevent more gun crime, mm-hmm. hasn't. And it may or may not have something to do with the fact that he's got like, like thirty-one point million in investments from the NRA during like his current stint. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah, he's not going to lobby against the same because yeah. that's ultimately what it comes down to. Like, we in the UK take a look at it and go, you know why this doesn't happen over here? We don't sell guns. Yeah. But the to, thing to that Joe does, public, the thing that does still happen over here is it's less it's less publicly visible. But the thing that does still happen over here is private interests buying politicians. Yeah. Uh, with lobbyists. Uh, yeah. Lobbyists, you know, influencing uh, the, well, the government. Political uh, parties, yeah. um, uh, the direction of certain laws and restrictions. Yeah. And the same, same thing is happening over there with the NRA. It's got its foothold yeah. so much into it. There's also an inbuilt defensiveness toward the vague assertions of the second amendment yeah of the constitution of the united states which is uh everyone has every citizen has a right to bear arms when the constitution was put together people were living in different districts towns villages people were stealing livestock people were like occasionally committing horrible acts to take over or Mm. you know um dismantle smaller towns for their own gain that's what that was about. Yeah. It wasn't, well, everybody's got to have a gun because the other fellow might have a gun. It was, you're right, you're allowed to have a gun because we are unfortunately living in a version of, of America right now. Oh, God. I'm talking about 200 odd years ago, depressingly still fits, where you are in danger of people attacking you and trying to take what's yours in a lethal way. So We need those assault weapons because... Yeah, but the, but the Constitution could be amended. That's why they're called hogs. amendments. Oh, God. But also hunting as well back then. Like, that was how they yeah. did the hunting. But so they also, did the, you don't need an assault rifle to go Yes, hunting. exactly. That's the right. thing. Commercially available are handguns that are insanely quick to reload. Yeah. Assault rifles, automatic weapons. That is... Even if you've got that, a semi-auto rifle, there are things called bumper stocks, which, which was used in the Las Vegas shooting a couple of years back, which basically uses the gun's own recoil to turn it from a semi into a fully automatic weapon because it... It allows it to bounce, yeah, off the stock, yeah. Um, so you can get things like that, which will make a semi AR fifteen, a full auto AR fifteen, essentially, yeah. 
Um, and that's the thing, like, you got rid of, if you got rid of them alone, yeah. you'd be reducing uh, the instance of fatal, of gun accidents and gun crime and gun attacks and terror, just like, why terrorism on American you... soil. You'd be cutting it down by, like, 90%. Why do you need those? Why do those need to be sold? Because, public? Matt, we have the right to bear arms, Matt. We have the right to bear arms. What if, what if my family gets attacked in the night by someone with a gun? What oh, are you going to do? Well, I'll use my gun. Or why do you think he has a gun? Because I have a gun. Well, there you go. There you go. There you go. Now, if you didn't have a gun, if not, and I'm not saying you specifically, I'm saying if no one had a gun, access to a gun in their home, it's very likely that people committing small crimes like robbery also would not have access to a gun. I mean, gun crime do you know what is else happens in the UK? Oh, oh, gun crime, gun crime happen, does happen across the world, but in countries where guns are not sold to Joe Public, background yeah. check or not, or whatever, it's it is either zero or next to zero. It's definitely below double digits incidents of fatal gun attacks yeah. or accidents, um, and mass shootings are basically non-existent, non-existent outside of the US. US. Yeah. Because that's areas the areas that are in a lot states of, of open war. There might be someone from the US listening to this who's very a very firm believer in the Second Amendment, and you'll be saying to me, "What about you lot over there in London? You've got all that knife crime." One, America, specifically Trump, have been blowing that out of proportion for their own narrative. Yeah. And two, of course, London has knife crime. Every major metropolitan city around the world has knife crime. But you know what the difference between knife crime and gun crime is? You can't walk into a room of 40 people holding a knife and kill them all by standing near the doorway and pointing the knife at them. Yeah. Also, knives are tools. Yeah. Guns are just guns. But what if they're for hunting? What is what is hunting? It's... Shooting and killing something. Cool. Hey, there you go. Yeah. Maybe a hunting tool, but it still is built to yeah. kill. So, um, if you get stabbed by someone, you have a much stronger chance of making it out alive than you do being shot by someone. Yeah. If someone stabs you in uh, between the ribs, you're in danger. It could be a fatal. It could be a fatal incident. Yeah. But you have a at least fifty-fifty chance of getting out of that situation and living to see another day. Someone shoots you between the ribs, you're dead. A major lung or a major um, organ like your lungs or your heart is pierced or your spine is shattered or you go into cardiac arrest I mean, from just the shock of the pain. You don't need to go into the details of, yeah, it's, of it's... how badly a gunshot fucks your body up. But what the government yeah. are doubling down on because they're yes. frightened, and to, the reason they're frightened why... to fight back against. And the reason that we're talking about this. Yeah, on the so... Big Damn Cast, the show which um... opened with us making weird wacky jokes about nonsense. Weird and wacky, remember? Yeah. Wacky action. Wacky action. Um... Is because Trump's administration put out the statement that it was down to uh, they wanted increased gun control. It's like bullshit. You love lobbied against that for forever. Um, specifically, background checks to stop guns getting into the hands of mentally ill people. Cool. <sighs> There's not already enough of a stigma around mental health. Yeah. Well done, Trump. Uh, and also stop the outreach and, and accessibility of violent video games. Oh, yeah, yeah. All those violent video games that are uh, inciting people to commit acts of uh, racially motivated domestic do, terrorism. Do you know who the least violent people in the world are? Gamers. Do you know why? I not go that far. Know, no, no, no. Do you know why? Like As that. a whole. Because they're all agoraphobic. They stay indoors and play their games. That, I mean, no, don't get me wrong. Yeah, right. There are some real oh. shitheads in what you would call the Gamer. Yeah, oh god, yeah. 
Oh, um, absolutely. Th- there is there is uh, a huge toxic part of the fan base of many video games. Um, but those people are not the ones going out and committing acts of terror. No. It, p- these, these things are not happening because video games are violent. We had the same discussion about movies. Mm. Um, Let's see if I can pull society, it up. Actually. Years and years back. But the video games thing goes back to the mid-90s because they actually had congressional hearings with things like Mortal Kombat and Night Trap, of all things. Now, I don't know if you know what Night Trap is, Chris, but I'm going to tell you about Night Trap. Oh, I know Night Trap. So I Night Trap is one of the games that was that was held up as an example of this is the violent video games that are threatening our our children and inciting them to violence. It was a fucking FMV game where you had to trigger traps to stop like what looked like putties from the Power Rangers mm-hmm. from kidnapping quote unquote teen girls <laughs> from uh from like a dorm party. Just to reiterate, violent. The, the aim of the game was to stop that. Happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if anything, through like really like you've got to watch them come through, watch them come through, and oh no, you've got to press the button as they're about to get uh, walk over the trap door, and oh, uh, oh, you missed the trap door, and now Stacy gets taken or whatever. I don't know. So if someone's being influenced by that game, what they're actually going to be influenced to do yeah. is protect people from murderers. Now, something like... In non-violent ways. Something like Mortal Kombat, I can understand a bit better. Yeah, when the beat-em-up genre first rolled around, I can understand people going, you're just just hitting other people. But, hey, I bet the same people complaining about it were betting on the boxing. Mortal Kombat was... Watching wrestling. It was was violent to the point of being cartoon. They just made it as violent as possible to see what they could get away with. Yeah. With these but polygons it, and a- pixels. And it, and it not absolutely... Not real people. But it absolutely was not inciting people to violence. It's not... And the amount of studies out there... Oh, yeah. That there are, the, the psychological medical studies, that have gone on, gone on to prove that violent media does not, um, to any real degree, influence people's behaviour is astonishing but still anytime something horrific happens horrific and violent happens it's it's just misdirection they're just mm. taking the blame away from the things that are actually to blame they don't want to deal with some and of placing them, some it on media be- and the art some of them believe it and some of them are using it as a scapegoat yeah. as a distraction well, do, you, do you remember Jack Thompson Crazy old Jack Thompson the, the lawyer who really had it out for violent video games fuck yes he eventually got yeah. disbarred yeah, because he was real weird. Um, but he he was uh, mainly active in like the late PS2, early 360 era. Was when he was most sort of about. Vocal. GTA um, Four was a big target of his, if I remember GTA, correctly. Because um, GTA is one of those like they you can do some horrendous shit. In GTA, and every time a GTA game comes up, comes out, this the uproar is like you letting your children kill prostitutes in the street. It's like, well, why is your kid playing GTA for one thing? Yeah. Like, because age ratings in games come from the congressional hearings that were brought about by the sort of Mortal Kombat Night Trap uh, do yeah. stuff. That was what led to um, the ASRB creation of the ESA and, and the ESRB. Um, 
and Peggy Adrian over here and Peggy stuff, over yeah. here. Well, well, originally it was the BBC, but it was Peggy European oh, and the then the BBFC originally, yeah. and then around two thousand and eight, the BBFC there's something they realised that there was a loophole somewhere where the BBFC ratings on video games weren't actually legally binding. Oh, so that's why you suddenly stopped getting so like they, 18 they stopped stuff putting on the, the BBFC stuff on all of them, and you suddenly started getting <laughs> Peggy gonna, stuff. I was going to say a load of my PS3 yeah. games have got BBFC but that's why you don't see, on the side. That's why you don't see BBFC certificates on video games anymore. God, I mean, Peggy I, ones. I mean, because I was working at Blockbuster at the time. Ah, of course. I was like, yeah. oh, oh, oh dear, oh uh, have yeah, we're going to put Peggy things in all the games now, but. Uh, Maybe if, if a parent asks you uh, if there's yeah. still their kid, maybe maybe use it as a guideline, but you yeah. can't say that it's definitely a fifteen. Okay, bye. Well, the Peggy ones were like, like you can get you can get in trouble for selling a, a fifteen or eighteen Peggy rating oh, yeah. game to uh, to someone underage, and but the parents don't give a fuck. Well, that's the in thing. The, in the majority, like, that's because that's because they like. But in the same way, everybody everybody gets hold of stuff that's not for their age when they're yeah. younger, and a lot of people go through that and don't come out of it like acting up or anything or, or trying to emulate stuff. They come no. out of it going, "I know it's fantasy, and I feel cool because I've got to experience some of this." I think me. we were both exposed is- to a, to uh, oh. a lot of violent action and horror cinema. My mum let uh, me watch younger Tim Burton's be, Batman yeah. from like the age of five. Yeah. Tim Burton's Batman is a 15 certificate in the UK. It contains some very scary violence and moments of, like, actual freaking weird I'd, trauma. And I'd seen Aliens before I got out of primary school. Yeah. Oh, there you go. But the I'm thing is... I'm for that matter. But the thing is, keeping into games, the way these things are executed yeah. are different now. Like, 10-year-old me, like, I think should never have been allowed to play well, did it exist then you know this level of gra- like I wouldn't give a 10 year old now GTA 5 well we do see that I for example sort of get like I wouldn't every do that time there's a, there's not a because of influence leap. per se but just because I'm like yeah no this isn't for you well every time there's a generational leap you see that argument come back like mm. and we had it with the Wii when it introduced motion controls it was a big thing with Manhunt 2 being being censored mm. over in the in the in the in Europe uh, because like, oh well, you're actually physically doing the motion of these melee kills, like garroting someone as well. So we're gonna make edits yeah. to that to make and got banned over here in the end, didn't it? They no, just, it just they took it off the shelves, didn't they? No, I not too. It did come out, but it was. It was oh, that started. was it. Yeah, like was there a recall of some earlier editions or something like that? And then no, they... I think that might have been with the original Manhunt on PS2. Oh. Well, Manhunt Two out over here only came out on the Wii. Oh, okay. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, and, I can understand them nerfing some of the actions then. Yeah, um, and again, the, the the studies that there are out there all sort of point to it not being an influence. But I think they, I think they just want to play it, play it well, safe. It, and it, 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 it comes of... up again recently when the big jump to VR came along. Yeah, and it was like, oh well, you're in VR and you're doing horribly violent things. Is that going to be a behavioural influence? And it's not. Again, it's none, of that, none of that is borne out. I've got some examples here of, of them. Um, virtual Entertainment, this is from Polygon. Yeah. Uh, virtual Entertainment Worlds have become the patsy for very real firearms. Yes. This is verbatim from this article. Given that games have been almost universally popular among boys and young men for the last 30 years, this does not seem at all extraordinary. Generally, other factors have been more obvious or notable to law enforcement officials and reporters, including antisocial or obsessive behaviour and a history of mental health issues. Columbine. 
on April yeah, 20th, 1999. Yeah, early, early ones. High school seniors Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold murdered 12 students and a teacher. They both enjoyed playing games like Doom and Quake, which were popular at the time. Yeah. Both the killers had wide-ranging cultural interests, including dark music, unquote. Dark Computers music. and Heavy drama. Metal. Fucking, of course. They were bullied, often in trouble. Both kept journals, either written or video-based, in which they detailed their plans. They were both intensely interested in bombs and firearms. There's a difference there between... They loved video games, so they kill people. Yeah. And they love video games. They also had an intensest interest in bombs and firearms. And, and you would think that like there one would of be, those things is actually going to cause loss of life. You would think that there would be a increased amount of that um, from like when Call of Duty and such became more and more popular. But mm. I think we actually it was less of a thing from video games and more of a general cultural shift towards again particularly in America, mm. the glorification of the military. Yeah. Partly because when America were at war again, and have kind of constantly been in a state of semi-war mm. since 2000. At least occupations. Since stuff, 2003. Yeah. Like, they never really like stopped being at war. Uh, Heath High School... December 1st, 1997, 14-year-old Michael Carneal shot to death three students. He'd been a target of bullies and suffered from a variety of diagnosed mental illnesses. He enjoyed video games. The parents of the victims subsequently sued multiple organisations they saw as carrying blame for his actions, including game companies. Their lawsuits were not successful. No. Sandy Hook, December 14th, 2012. Oh, yes, of course. Adam Lanza killed 20 children and six adults at Sandy Hook Elementary School Fucking in Connecticut. Horrendous. He was a loner with known mental health issues and a fascination of mass shootings. Again, let's point this out. Mental health issues, okay. Yeah. And a fascination of mass shootings. It's, it's there are two things there, and only one of them is blatantly connected to the act of The fact that these things happen in the States so oh, often. That it's become its own sort of subclass of crime. He spent a lot of time in his basement playing a wide variety of video games. Eventually discovered his favourite game was Dance Dance Revolution. Yeah. So any argument there of like video games warped his mind. The dude's no. favourite game. Dance Dance Revolution. Was thinking, no. What happened was, through circumstances, the dude committed a monstrous act. It would be the same way as... Like, it would be the same thing as banning Die Hard. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to encourage people to crawl through right. vents. What? Die Hard is a violent film that glorifies violence. But it is a film. It is fiction. And I think most people, even most people with... Again, I, I, I can't speak for everyone here, but most people with sort of mental illnesses that are under... that they have a handle on appreciate that and understand that. And I don't think... I don't think anybody, unless they are in a very, very susceptible, suggestible state, is going to be influenced to violence by fucking Die Hard. Mm. It's just certainly not to the point where they're going to... And, 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 and if they are, you know what you don't do? You don't give them easy access to fucking military-grade firearms. That's what you don't do. But no, by all means, please blame it on Doom. I mean, other mediums, for example... Um... 
like times where uh, art has been connected to a murderer because a yeah. murderer has claimed that the art is an, is an inspiration well, can, to them. Can, but the, but the these things have never John been brought Lennon. Into... Cla- Mark like, Chapman oh, oh, had a strange obsession with, 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 with Catherine the, the Rye. Rye. Yeah. It's like that that book made me shoot John. No, it fucking didn't. John Hickley Inkley Jr., the man who attempted to assassinate President Reagan, was obsessed with actor Jodie Foster. Oh yeah, that was a really weird. So one. do we do we ban Jodie Foster because she was an inspiration to this guy who tried to kill someone? I, I mean, he he was a mess of problems because Jodie Foster was underage at the time. Because oh, that because because yeah, he would have got obsessed with it. I think he got obsessed with her off the back of Taxi Driver, where she plays like a teenage prostitute, but she was like thirteen or something in that movie. Yeah, oh god, it was around that time. Uh, here's uh, other killers have mistakenly been connected with video games. Yeah. So this is where the narrative because now the to, now the media to... takes hold of it and they go, mm. oh, well, we're going to put these two things together and like not to, don't get me wrong, there are problems with violence in video games, particularly against women. I I don't I like video games, but I accept that the 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 medium has a problem with violence, as do movies. Mm. Like I'm not I'm sick of seeing sexualized violence against women in video games and movies. Yeah. But they are not causing that kind of violence in people. Yeah. People cause violence in people. People cause violence in people. Funnily enough, um, the, one of the mistaken cases, for example, is in the aftermath of the Virginia Tech shootings in 2007. Yeah. It was reported that uh, Seong Hee Cho, the perpetrator who killed 32 people, was an avid fan of multiplayer shooter Counter-Strike. This was later completely debunked by his roommate, yeah. who says he had never seen Cho play a video game. Now, Counter Strike is an is an interesting example because Counter Strike was one of the early examples of that sort of fetishistic approach to military hardware in video games that later came through in stuff like COD Four. Mm. Because Counter Strike was originally Counter Strike originated as a mod for the original Half Life. Which got rid of all the sci-fi trappings and replaced it with realistic military hardware in a realistic, real-world setting, and was very um, focused on like team-based tactical action. Mm. And that has become wildly popular. But the thing, see, I have a bit of an addictive personality, and I have a problem with getting addicted to games. If a game was inciting me to violence, I wouldn't be able to fucking perpetrate it. Because I'd be too busy playing the fucking video game. You know what I mean? It's like, God, I love hacking these demons away yeah. with this chainsaw. If only I could do that in real life. But, no, well, I you just know, continue I'm gonna, I'm gonna, doing it. I'm going to spend another half an hour on Doom. Yeah. I'm having another half hour. Oh my God, it's four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it's it, The whole thing, video games have become the scapegoat because they, there are discussions, yeah, no, I'm, I'm there, are discussions had, me. there are discussions to be had. There are discussions to No, but it's truly... It, it's, I mean, I, I get like that. If I, especially with first-person, uh, not first-person shooters, or whatever. I mean, like uh, first-person narratives, yeah, like yeah. single-player narrative games. If I get fully engrossed in it, I will be up till four a.m. from nine p.m. playing I, it. Like, it's, I'd have to check. But the I, I don't come away from playing God of War, wanting to take a young boy out no. on, on a mission to behead like it's, people who I claim to be gods. It's, it's laughable. And and. Again, I'd, ha- I'd have to look up some studies for this. I don't know if there are any studies in this area, but I would hazard a guess that there is a correl- there is more of a correlation between um, people who play a lot of video games not getting things done. Yeah, and there are people who play a lot of get people who play a lot of video games actually getting things done. Yeah. So 
just from that, uh, that that thing alone, someone who is going to be in is of uh, influenceable enough state of mind to be influenced to violence by a video game probably isn't going to be able to get themselves again. Wild generalization, complete guess. I would have yeah. to look at studies for that. That's just the way I. That's the way my mind approaches it, based on my own experiences and the people I know. So it's a very small sample group. But that's 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 my thought on that particular. I just think it's. Are there any other exa- interesting examples? Of uh, there's, there's, um, the sad thing is there are numerous ones, and that's kind of why I've stopped reading it really because I'm just like it just it's just it's, a it's, lot, it's upsetting. Yeah. It's it's a lot, and and the fact that it's not just the US government, of course, but in this no. instance it is. But the fact that the governments put more of a negative stigma on mental health issues by claiming that it's mentally unwell individuals. It's like, yeah, that may be the case. Do not fucking just give it that blanket statement but, description. And it's cyclical. Because yeah. we saw the same thing in the late 70s, early 80s with the whole video nasties thing. Yeah. Where waves of, like, admittedly, mostly pretty terrible and schlocky, like, gore-fest horror movies were either censored or banned or... Or not in as much... Not so much banned as just not released. Yeah, there's a difference between censorship, censoring something or and banning something, and just not bothering with it. Yeah, <laughs> like not even putting it out. Um, it, those movies weren't inciting violence in people. They weren't influencing people. It's just it was just a scapegoat because society was changing into a more violent place, and people didn't understand why because they didn't want to confront. And politicians don't want to confront. Um, socioeconomic change they don't want to confront the class divide as uh, being a motivator for people for rising crime and violence they don't want to um, accept that uh, this is all leading to people being able less able to manage their mental health and developing mental health problems and that creating behavioral anomalies anomalies is the wrong word but, but creating different behavioral patterns in yeah, people yeah. and society they just want to blame on a film because then they can go, oh, we'll ban that and then all the problems will go away. Rather than actually fixing the root problem. Yeah. And what is the root problem in the States at the moment? And, and to a lesser degree here, again, we don't have the same access to guns so we don't have the same rate of, of, of violent gun crime. Uh, funny that. Um, but it's it's that... That um, thing that's being seeded by politicians... Um, essentially, and by the news media, not by the the fiction media, not by video games, not by movies, not by TV, but by the quote-unquote truth, the truth mm. that we, we see in media. What's being pushed down our throats is that turning groups of people on each other. It's Islamophobia, it's anti-Semitism, it's fear of the other, xenophobia, mm. um, it's the whole thing with Brexit being of, of wanting Britain to become insular again as opposed to working with its neighbours. That's the problem, that's what's causing all this fraction, frac- fractious violence. It's not fucking Mario Kart. It's not, it's not Mario Kart. It's not GTA. <laughs> Crass and crude and unfunny as GTA 5 is. I, I have problem. I have serious problems with GTA I, Five story. I, I like it. The, 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 I, I totally get. What, I totally get the torture sequence in particular. That's the only in that game. That's the only bit of the whole main campaign that really turned me off. Yeah, fucking horrid mm. to the point. I, I I think I honestly believe the GTA is a series now where it's the 
the satire has come full circle. It's become what it was originally satire. It's eating its tail. Yeah. It's, um, it's South Park. But GTA is not the cause of society. It's not causing violence in our society. What's causing violence in our society is the fact that the system we're living in is fundamentally broken and the people in charge are sometimes unable but mostly just fucking unwilling to fix it what I'm showing to Matt right now is statistics of 2019 mass shootings as of three days ago based on each country as you can see there are only six countries that have had a mass shooting Uh, we're looking at one, 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 three and then right at the bottom 249 cases in the United States Yeah, that's this year that is less than eight months into the year, and there are two hundred and forty-nine reported incidents. It's pretty fucking damning. You look at the other countries like France. That's a surprise. Um, Australia again, a surprise. No, not Australia. That's New Zealand. Because um, that was the Christchurch machine. Mm. Again, surprising, very surprising. Brazil, South America is a bit more. Uh, volatile than, than the North American than the continent of North America. Canada, surprising. Not unusual for Canada. What's that? I don't know what that's. I think that's Mexico. Double it. Uh, I yeah, flags. I believe so. Yeah. yeah, Mexico again. It's adjacent to the US. Mm. They've got border problem, border tensions. Three machines. Three. The United States of America is apparently the best country in the world. Doing great. Doing the greatest, the greatest country in the world. Best at everything. Best at killing each other. Yeah. 249 machines. Yeah. That's... But I need a gun to protect me and my family against people with guns. Someone walks into the room, points a gun at at a group of people. You're not going to have time to get shot. Who do you think the first person they shoot is going to be? The The dude who's fucking around with a gun trying to get it out of their pocket. Well, I'll draw it quickly. Cool. So, like, okay, cool. so, so with no, with no concentration or care, probably shoot a nearby bystander. Probably shoot yourself. Probably shoot the person with the gun. Sure, they have a gun, but then you've murdered someone. You're a murderer now. I was protecting everyone. You don't even know if they were going to use it. You don't even know if it's loaded. How about we just take these fucking toys away from you, and then no one gets hurt? Why don't we just keep them as toys? Yeah, virtual toys that we play with. There's a reason why the law enforcement are there. They're there to enforce the law. Yeah, I know there are problems within that system too. It's not perfect, but relying on the U.S. police force to deal with people, with violent people, with gun crime, with people with guns, that 249 will plummet. It will plummet, and just I oh god I. I'll never get it. We, we'll never understand why they are so, they feel it's so necessary when it, when it comes to the American people who really want to keep them. Because we've grown up in a country without them, and it's fine. Mm-hmm. What if all the bad guys over there suddenly got guns? They can't, though. That's the point. They yep. can't. People can get them here. But hey, since 2009 started, there hasn't been a mass shooting in the United Kingdom. So, so there you go. I uh, mean, here's the thing. We're politically fucked up as well. Hmm. Oh, There's yeah. an awful lot of racial and uh, religious tensions in the UK. But there's no mass shootings. Because there's no guns. Should we, we end on a lighter note? Let's go play Doom. Yeah. And then later in the, fil- the year we can watch a new film. 
Tell me about the new film. Breaking news while we've been recording. <gasps> oh, oh, oh. Apparently Disney's next live action remake is The Great Mouse Detective. <laughs> Piss off. <laughs> You're lying to me. You're lying to me. It's come from inside the magic. You are fucking lying to me. Basil's going live action, folks. Basil's going live action. And we're going live action away from the microphone. What? But if you'd like to get in touch, please do. You know where to get us on Twitter, at BigDamnCast. You can hit us up on Twitch for twitch.tv slash BigDamnStream. We're going to be getting more of the big late night ones in again now. Uh, not only that, of course, you can email BigDamnContact at gmail.com. And based on where you're listening right now, you can also hear the podcast on YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iTunes. Until next week, Matt is just going to have to wrap his head around the Basil the Great Mouse Detective the news. Great Mouse Detective live action remake! Alright. Cast me the gayest Rattigan you can. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> Bring it on! The most extra Rattigan. I need it in my life. <laughs>